Hello, and welcome back to the Film Odyssey podcast. My name is Salo Cicero. And I'm Dan Dubon. And today we will be discussing if Fast X can be considered a success for Universal Pictures. What our thoughts on Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse are, as well as if good comic book movies are finally back, and what blockbuster movie of June will be considered the most successful. Wow, I, I cannot believe we are now in June. How the hell did that happen? It was just May. We got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which we were going to review. But yeah. you, if you saw my review on the website, you know how I feel about that movie. I loved it. It's my favorite movie of the year so far. Yeah, I mean, now we're definitely in that blockbuster summer movie season where things are, things are no, crazy. No doubt about that. The first topic we're going to talk about today is, you know, Fast X, whether you love the or hate the Fast and Furious franchise. It released a few weeks ago. Um, I saw that, like, some people online didn't even know it released. <laughs> I'd say it's a slight improvement over the last one, but there's been a big debate if, like, will this movie even be able to make its budget back? Because from what I've heard, I'm pretty sure this movie has at least, like, a $300 million budget, which is kind of insane. Because that's, that like... Is. I think that's the same budget like the Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. <laughs> um, that's crazy. But, so it's been in theaters for I think three weeks now, and I'm pretty sure it's made at least 600 million worldwide, which is good. It's not terrible, but it's not like amazing either. And it was recently just announced today, actually, that it's coming to a VOD on Friday already. Yeah. Which is somewhat surprising after only a three week theatrical run, which makes me think you know is universal happy with the performance of this movie is this like a a loss for them or is this like you know kind of just middle of the road like reception i mean what do you think here's the thing universal has been kind of taking turns with theatrical releases and their streaming service peacock so a lot of their movies no matter if it's been a hit or a miss they've pretty much taken their movies like cocaine bear just say and i know that's yeah. not really a good example but it is a universal release that yeah. movie was in theaters for like one or two weeks and before it even got to its third week it already landed itself right on peacock while still being in theaters and yeah. so did a few other movies from universal uh knock at the cabin actually the same thing happened with knock at the cabin Took like yeah. two or three weeks and then next thing you know landed itself right onto Peacock. And with Fast X, I think it's also a way for them to see how well they're doing just theatrically and with other movie studios competing with them. Yeah, I could see that. But at the same time, I think if you're a Universal executive and you're looking at the performance of this movie, I mean, just look at the cast for this movie. This is probably the most stacked Fast and Furious movie like ever. In regards to the cast, you have like people like Jason Momoa and even Brie Larson in this thing. True. And it's like, I'm sure the some Universal executives and Vin Diesel himself were assuming this would make a billion. I mean, it's getting close to it. I, I mean, at this point, I think it's safe to say that's probably not going to happen, especially with all these other big movies coming out like week after week. But at the same time, domestically, they don't do well. Like other movies that are coming out domestically, they're going to do fantastic just as well as they're going to do internationally. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you heard about this, but it was announced Dwayne Johnson was coming back to the franchise, right? And then I think it was also announced that there's going to be a standalone Hobbs movie. Like without, it's not a Hobbs and Shaw movie, like just with Dwayne Johnson. And it's supposed to like take place after Fast X, but before Fast 11. 
which is interesting to me. And apparently Jason Momoa is also supposed to be in that movie. So it'll be interesting to see that movie, which is going to be solely led by Dwayne Johnson, if that will do better than this movie. And also if Fast 11, which is supposed to be like the, the finale, focusing on Vin Diesel's character, at least because I'm sure Universal isn't going to let this franchise ever die. <laughs> but um, it'll be interesting to see how those movies do in comparison. I, I'm sure Dwayne Johnson just wants to see James Gunn suffer for making him go back to the Fast franchise and have to deal with that, especially with his feud with Vin Diesel. He just yeah. every day is just picturing his head just strangling on every day. Well, I mean, he's also supposed to be doing a live action Moana movie for Disney. Uh, That's already gotten controversy. People are like, why the hell do we need that? No one asks. Well, because money when john dwayne johnson needs another uh franchise that that's why because black adam did work out james gunn cost him black adam so now someone's got to help him out yeah now he's no like, better oh, person no better company to do that than disney i can just imagine dwayne johnson looking at the performance for black adam he's like oh fuck looks like i gotta go big than diesel to let me back in i don't know why but i assume this movie would make a billion guess i'll think that's gonna happen though but um, good. I wouldn't you know. assume just yet. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's good for the franchise, but it is showing a decline in people's interest. I think they're just like, yeah, we're getting sick of this shit. <laughs> so you better wrap this up soon. Our next topic is going to be for our thoughts on Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Can't stop me now. You can't run forever, kid. I can't lose one more friend. Miguel's isn't what we talked about. You knew? I had no idea what you're doing! Everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go. Nah, I'm gonna do my own thing. All stations, stop Spider-Man! You, you, me? Me? Yeah. newest animated spider-man film previous film was into the spider-verse the most surprising hit of 2018 won for the sure. academy award for best animated feature this movie just i feel like took over everything in just a matter of days it's kind of crazy to me i've seen people saying like this is like one of the best comic book movies they've seen which that's debatable. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> I've true. also I've also seen other people say that this is the best Spider-Man movie ever made. This is like the best animated movie they've ever seen, which, you know, I could definitely agree to those, honestly. It's now the first movie to ever get a 4.7 out of 5 rating on Letterboxd, which is very yeah. rare. No film that's... has ever gotten that. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so, I mean, we both saw it at this point. So, I yeah. mean, if you haven't seen it, I guess tune out unless you will get spoiled. I, I'm going to be honest, going into this, I didn't really have like high expectations because the first movie was kind of a surprise for me. I didn't think it would be as good as it was. And this movie, I wasn't sure if the quality would be able to be, you know, maintained into this movie. Like, I'm not, I was kind of nervous like Sony would make the quality worse because it's Sony. I think it's as good as the first. I'm not sure if it's better because it, it is kind of a part one, you know, of two yeah. type thing. So it's not really the full story, but I definitely think it's as good. I think the animation got even better. I think that, that was possible. And I think it's also another testament to how talented, you know, even though they did direct this, the influence of Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Because I think if they weren't involved with these movies, I think they'd be as good as they turned out. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. Phil Lord and Christopher Miller have really helped out Sony. I mean, you could say they kind of saved Sony, honestly, because without these movies, what do they have? Uncharted? Like, exactly. Morbius? <laughs> For me, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, um, I'm still thinking about that movie, and I'm planning on seeing it again, either tomorrow or the following day. Um, yeah. It was quite an experience for me. Uh, I saw this in Dolby Cinema. It was in the yeah. morning. It was definitely an experience that I haven't really had before in a superhero movie. Not one that, you know, by the end had me like, oh my God, I gotta see what happens next. Um, because it's not exactly I say the Infinity War of animated movies. Like by the end, I wasn't like, oh my God, I gotta see more. I still wanna see more. You know, I still yeah. next year with Beyond the Spider-Verse, I'm absolutely gonna see that. But um, it didn't, it was a little too long for me. I could see that, yeah. A few scenes just took up a little too much time and could have been shortened, especially towards the third act because you could really feel the runtime. And don't get me wrong, even though I felt the runtime, I still was on the edge of my seat. I like that this movie gave us more of Miles Morales, uh, his yeah. character. It The first two acts definitely had the same vibes as Spider-Man 2, especially with the character and how he has to balance both his personal life and uh, his life behind the mask. It really reminded me a lot of that with Peter Parker, him in college and having to then deal with the city. And if he doesn't put on the mask, what happens? Which I really liked a lot. I love that inspiration. You could definitely tell that the filmmakers were inspired by that and thought about putting it with Miles' character. The relationship with him and Gwen, I thought was really good. It was more- Oh, that was great. Yeah. I think it was even better than the first movie, honest. It definitely was and at first i was not too sure when the movie started when we focused on gwen i felt like it was a little bit too long but afterwards yeah. once the film ended i kind of enjoyed it more because we only got a glimpse of her world in the first movie and now we get to see really what her life was with her father and yeah. her father being a cop and the whole uh, situation between her and her dad and the event that happened that took place and how she feels about it. I thought that was very impactful and by the end it definitely got to my heart a bit. Yeah. Um, the animation like you said. Beautiful. I definitely think at this point the Miles Morales character is as popular as Peter Parker's yeah. in terms of pop culture. Like I think these movies like definitely prove that. And I definitely could see why Sony said they're finally uh, in development of a live action Miles Morales movie after this. I feel like they're hiding a lot because I feel like with Beyond the Spider-Verse, that might be them making their kind of half Miles Morales live action film. It might, it might be. Live action, it might be even better, honestly. I think that there's a lot uh, a lot of secrets going on at Sony uh, Pictures because with the delay of Across the Spider-Verse being two parts, I feel like now they're kind of trying to make it where they're now deciding to do like a Miles Morales live action film, like a yeah. live action yeah. film for the other characters or making a Spider-Man 4, but that's delayed. Like, I feel like there's something behind that that they're doing for Beyond the Spider-Verse. And they're yeah. just like trying to kind of make it as if you know they just got the ideas but this movie was definitely great um i definitely agree on the runtime i think you know you just cut out 10 minutes and it could have been a smoother like better paced movie 
Yeah. Um, I, I really like the relationship between Miles and his parents. You know, I thought that was even better in this movie. I liked um, Oscar Isaac as Spider-Man 2099. I thought he was really good in this movie. I think that his character needed to be a little more fleshed out. They were kind of teasing that more for this sequel, and I don't think we got enough of him, nor yeah. was he that compelling. I like the setup for Spot's character. Um, Very sure we'll interesting. Yeah. Pretty sure we'll see more of him in Beyond the Spider-Verse. And I also like the relationship between Gwen and her dad. <laughs> that was at like the start and the, near the end of this movie. Yeah. Like, book ends it. I thought that was really well done. It was emotional. And this is also by far the best multiverse comic book movie I've seen. Uh, de definitely yeah. better than No Way Home. Definitely better than Doctor Strange. <laughs> I mean, we'll see how The Flash is because that's also a multiverse movie. When that comes out in two weeks, we'll see how good that movie is in comparison uh, to this in terms of like multiverse movies. This is by far the best one I've seen. It did feel that convoluted to me. There was emotion there was lots of action there was good humor here and this is definitely in my top five of the year so far so our good comic book movies finally back um what do you think <laughs> well, well i'd say definitely looking at last year 2022 aside from like well actually no now that i think that almost almost everything that released this year was pretty shit in, in terms of comic book movies because think about it we had morbius god awful yeah. Doctor Strange, god-awful. Thor Love and Thunder, pretty bad. Definitely not as good as Thor Ragnarok. Um, yeah, I'll say that, yeah. Uh, Black Adam, awful. Uh, <laughs> Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, not as good as the first movie. And then even starting out this year, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. <laughs> Some people think that's the worst MCU movie ever made, and rightly so. If only Edgar Wright actually was doing that trilogy, how it would have been. Oh, it'd be, it'd be way better. And then Shazam Fury of the Gods, Nazca's the first Shazam. There's definitely a pattern, like for the last year or so. Absolutely. We've just been getting, we've just been getting like mediocre, you know, middle of the road comic book movies which led to a lot of people question, like, you know, is this genre finally dying? Like, is, is this actually a real thing? Is comic book movie fatigue real? But then, beginning of May, thank God, James Gunn saved everyone <laughs> when he yeah. gave us Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is definitely the best MCU movie since Endgame. Absolutely. Um, like, no doubt I mean, about no that. question about that. And thankfully, that movie, actually, because if you think about it, Ant-Man the Wasp, its first weekend, it did really good, but then its second weekend, it dropped so badly that it was like one of the worst second opening weekends of all time for Marvel. And then regarding yeah. the Galaxy Volume 3, they said with its first weekend opening, it did surprisingly better than expectation, but its second weekend, due to such good word of mouth, which I knew it, I, I, I said this, that it yeah. had just a slight decrease, but it was probably one of the best second openings, like the third. People who saw Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania just said it was horrible. And like, no, so then no one saw it. You know, that's Yeah, but I, I predicted it. I predicted that people who see the movie first weekend, like I did, would tell people that it was good. And with the word of mouth, it would have a better box office results and, yeah. you know, reviews. And that's exactly what happened. And it's now made yeah. over 780 million. Yeah. Um. So now with Guardians Volume 3 and Across the Spider-Verse, which are both, I'd say, definitely the best comic book movies we've done in a while, I'd say. 
yeah. um, you know, are good comic book movies finally back or we got lucky with two good ones in a row and the rest of the year, the ones releasing are just going to be mediocre or even worse than what we got in 2022. I mean, looking at the slate here, we have The Flash in two weeks, which who knows about that movie. It's been in development hell for years and the whole Ezra Miller mess. We don't, Who knows how that movie is going to do or if yeah. it'll even be good. And then August, Blue Beetle. I don't know about that. Then we have October, Craven the Hunter, but that's a Sony movie. So I don't have much hope for that. Well, it's rated R. So, I mean, and it's Aaron Taylor Johnson. And people have saw, seen the trailer and the footage. And apparently it's supposed to be hopefully promising. I mean, I, I hope it's good. But going by uh, Morbius and Venom. True. I don't have, have much hope for that. Uh, November, The Marvels. I feel like that's definitely going to be the most controversial movie of the year. I'll tell you that. I'm only going uh, to trust the movie-going fans and comic book fans, the ones that are not toxic, that are going to hate it for the wrong reasons, of course. Yeah. And then December, uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which... No, I ain't seen that shit. I, I've, uh, I've heard that that movie's not good either. If The Flash is good, we could definitely be free for free, I think. Um, yeah. Even great. You know, if The Flash is great, I'll be the most shocked person in the world, especially with all the bad stuff that came out of this movie. Like, I'd be shocked if it's even good. Um, Blue Beetle, I feel like that could go either way. Like, if it's a great movie, I could definitely see a lot of people seeing that and supporting it. Um, yeah. The character is kind of similar to, like, DC's version of Spider-Man. So, you know, it could definitely connect with audiences. But if the movie's, like, kind of mediocre... I don't think it'll do well. It'll be forgotten Cra about. Yeah. Craven the Hunter is another mystery card because, you know, I mean, it is rated R, which is new for a Sony movie or a Sony comic book movie, right? But, yeah, I mean, quality-wise, it could also go either way. We don't know yet. I think we have to see a trailer to get a sense of what the movie will be like. The Marvels, listen, I may get backlash for this, but I feel like this has disaster written all over it. Do you feel the same way? Um, I do, unfortunately. Um, Miss Marvel, I, mean, I, I, that show took me out after three episodes. Um, yeah. I just couldn't do it anymore. Captain Marvel was only, only successful because of Avengers Endgame. It was literally the first movie to release in 2019, right before Endgame. I mean, listen, if it's good, if it's surprisingly good, great yeah. like i'll be happy about that i'm not yeah. I, I don't i'm not the kind of person i don't think you are either that are, wants it to fail i mean why would you want a superhero comic book film to fail i mean that's yeah. just ridiculous like, we I don't, we don't want any... it to fail yeah. but it's just with everything that's going on and that's attached to the project yeah. and it's just the trailer itself it doesn't look promising at all yeah i don't know i mean the trailer to me kind of seemed like a rip off charlie's angels movie but not as good I, I like Brie Larson as an actress, right? I don't have any weird hate for her like some people online do. But I, I don't, if this movie fails, it's not going to be because of her. It's going to be because the quality of it isn't good. And also also the release date doesn't give me much hope that Doom Part 2 releases a week before this movie. It's going to have some high competition. I think Hunger Games releases the week after. It's like right now I just have zero interest in this movie. Last movie this year, comic book movie, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. No. You know, I like I like Jason Momoa, right? I thought the first Aquaman was okay. I like James Wan, too. Yeah, I like him as a director for sure. But this, I don't know. I've, I've heard that test screenings were horrible for this. Uh, the Amber Heard controversy, I don't think, is going to help this movie. No. 
the things I've been hearing haven't been that great. So, but who knows, maybe a trailer will release and it, it'll look good and the movie will end up being good. But as of right now, I'd say it's a good thing that James Gunn is rebooting because this yeah. does not sound good at all. So yeah, I think for the rest of the year is definitely kind of shaky mm-hmm. in terms of comic book movies, but at least we could say we got two great ones. Exactly. That, you know, you know if it's only just the two films, I'm be the most happiest person. Yeah. I mean, because that's an improvement over last year, let me tell you that. Yeah, definitely an improvement over last yeah. year. And if The Flash I mean, but, does well, this this month is going to be heavy for comic book films. Yeah. And then actually, that's going to transition into our next topic, which is yeah. we're in the peak of the summer movie season now. We're in the we're approaching a death row of movies where we're going to be getting these like huge blockbusters week after week. And we have three huge ones releasing by the end of this month being Transformers, Rise of the Beasts, uh, The Flash, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And then the question becomes, like, which will be, um, which will make the least amount of money and which will be the most successful? Um, Sal, do you want to go first on this? Uh, do you want me to? No. Um, <laughs> I, I, let me just say this. Um, it's kind of just unpredictable at the moment. I can't really predict much because... There's so much news going on with all of these movies, with The Flash, with Transformers Rise of the Beast, even though there's barely any news about that, except for maybe just some critics have finally reviewed it and gave it their opinions. And Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny, I'm not an Indiana Jones fan. I know that's very rare for film enthusiasts and Steven Spielberg lovers. I love Steven Spielberg as well, but I was never a fan of Raiders of the Lost Ark nor any of the other movies. But there's also a controversy to that movie as well, since apparently the studio thought it was a great idea to release the film premiered at Cannes, and it's now gotten like a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, there's a lot of like ifs about that too. Yeah. um, Out of these three movies, I'm just going to make a guess and say that Transformers Rise of the Beast will probably be the least successful. Just because it's like... I feel like Michael Bay kind of ruined the Transformers brand. And even though Bumblebee, which released in 2018, was a great movie, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it was probably the first good Transformers movie. Um, yeah. But no one really saw that, you know, it didn't make a lot of money. And then this, while it's not directed by Michael Bay, it's directed by Stephen Capel Jr., who directed Creed 2, which was, you know, good, but definitely not as good as Creed 3 or Creed 1. Creed 2 was the best of the trilogy in my mind. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, okay. that was the best one in my opinion. Yeah, speaking about controversial opinions. Exactly, exactly. All right. Well, I mean, I guess you should be excited for this movie then, right? No, I'm still not. Okay, well, I mean... There you go. Yeah, so just based on the Transformers brand not being held in a good view by anyone right now, and the fact that the trailers for these movies haven't been great, they make it look like a CGI Michael Bay fest. I don't think this movie is going to make a lot of money. And then the, between The Flash and Indiana Jones, I definitely think those will be successful. With Indiana Jones, it's more questionable because, like you said, the Rotten Tomatoes rating, you know, will that hurt people wanting to go see it? Will nostalgia like really drive everyone back to the theater to see that movie? I think what really um, destroyed, not destroyed, but kind of complicated lots of things was the fact that they premiered it at Cannes. And with Cannes, usually like last year, Top Gun Maverick was did fantastic, but they didn't premiere it at Cannes. 
You know, they don't yeah. premiere blockbusters at Cannes. And if you look at the slate of films that came out that premiered at that film festival, it was all independent art house movies. It makes yeah. you question a lot. Yeah. And also regarding Indiana Jones, like I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be another controversial opinion. I have zero interest in this movie. I don't, I don't think I'm even going to see it, honestly. Um, you know, I just I did grow up in the era where Indiana Jones was popular. I never really got into the movies. Uh, I really just don't really care. You know, people might hate me for that, but it's, it's whatever. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like if The Flash is, like, great, like people have been claiming and I've been seeing, I think it will do the best. Because this is kind of set up to be, like, the you know, the return of Michael Keaton's Batman, which will draw in, you know, older audiences who are a fan of his Batman. And then this is also set up to be kind of like a... Um, I guess you could say a soft reboot of the DC universe we know. So, you know, James Gunn could come in and do whatever he wants to do and get rid of all the stuff that didn't work. That's um, true. Um, I think The Flash will be the most successful. But, you know, if anything, it probably, if anything happens, like if The Flash, if people like it, but they're like, it's not great, or if maybe all the new releases of June that come out do not do great, maybe it'll just be Spider-Verse or Guardians. Yeah, or maybe people might even see, like, Transformers instead if that movie's good. Who knows? I think that's going to be everything for this uh, podcast episode. Um, You know, let us know what do you think will be the most successful movie of this month. Uh, Do you think, you know, good comic book movies are here to stay, or will they take a nosedive back into shit for the rest of this year? But... (laughs) um what if you saw spider-man across the spider-verse what were your thoughts and opinions on it did you love the movie did you like it did you hate it which i haven't seen anyone say that um and what do you think on fast x's success can universal consider this a success or is this a failure for the franchise let us know yes definitely let us know what your opinions are on all of the topics we reviewed and please stay tuned for more um, look at, we did a review, Dan did a review for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So if you want yeah. to check that out, it's a good read. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Please like our podcast. It would help us uh, follow yeah. us on Twitter, follow our website, look at the reviews, look at our topics we post on there, follow us on Instagram, YouTube, all of that we're available everywhere pretty much so it's yeah it's all there and yeah, yeah thank you so much for listening and we'll be back very soon